Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That, that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're gonna do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 treat people with respect. Reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard. The strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and happy new year, you guys. This is the first episode of 2020. I hope you guys had a fantastic holiday season. I hope you guys got some rest, that you're refreshed, that you are in good spirits and you're just excited about what this year has for you. I know I'm personally excited about things that um, God has in store for me this year. Before we get into today's show, I just want to say like, Maybe last week, yeah, it was last week we had the top episode of 2019, which was uh, an episode from back in June that said, it's called Who Told You That? And so I want to clarify something because I got a lot of messages from you guys who were excited thinking that I was coming back to Dallas. So we were doing a new tour this year. So I, and a lot of you guys have even been messaging me and emailing me asking me about the 2020 podcast tour. So I do just want to clarify there will be no tour in 2020. I know, I know, I know, but there is a lot going on this year. And so the tour is just not going to be one of them, maybe next year. Um, but for this year, we are not going to tour, going on tour. As of now, I'm not going to any cities unless I get booked to go into any cities. So if you guys, if you are having an event and you would like for me to speak, shoot me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. You can actually go to my website, TatumTamia.com and click on the book me tab and it'll take you straight to my speaker request form. So I would love to come to your city and speak, just fill out a form and then someone on the team will get back to you as soon as possible. But I definitely want to clarify that because I know it was a little bit of confusion um, because I reposted an old episode. All right, let's get into today's episode. I'm really excited about today because, and I kind of teased a couple episodes ago, just the things that God has really been working with me on and showing me that my mandate is for 2020. Oh, before we get into that, y'all, guess what? It is the top of the year. This is January 6th when this podcast is coming out, but we are officially three years in the podcast game. Like, that is so exciting. I can't believe this show has been going on consistently for three whole years. Like, amazing. So thank you guys so much, everybody who has been listening since the beginning. Those of you guys who have new, who have uh, become new listeners along the way, those of you guys who share the show, um, you guys are just everything. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being listeners of this show. In 2019, we reached just shy of 2 million listens, 2 million downloads in 2019. So that was just fantastic. Like God has really been blowing my mind the way that he's taking this show to new levels. And we have huge goals going forward. So I'm just excited to see what happens. But I definitely, before we got into the show, had to say thank you. All right, now let's get into it. So the title of today's episode is How to Become the Proverbs 31 Woman. And let me explain to you how we got here. Like, this isn't just something that I thought would be cute to talk about. I don't even think we've even covered the Proverbs 31 woman since doing this podcast. 
But I wanted to talk about this because God has really been speaking with me over the last few months, really, about what he has in store for me for this new year. And not only that, but what, what I need to start doing and changes that I need to make um, for this new year. And so this mandate that God has given me for 2020 is going from entrepreneur to executive. Now, let me tell you guys what that means. A lot of times when it comes to business, we hear people talk about how to go from employee to entrepreneur, right? Because you're trying to break away from this nine to five life, this going to work every day and things like that, and really trying to build a business or a vision from scratch. So you're trying to shift your mindset and your lifestyle to go from that of an employee to an entrepreneur. Now, when you get to become an entrepreneur, then you have that grind going on, right? Now it's time to build something from scratch. Now it's time to secure the bag because it's now if you're full-time, you're eating what you kill. It's not, you don't, you can't rely on a check coming every two weeks anymore. Now you have this sense of urgency to really build something and to build it well and to build it fast so that you can provide for yourself and for your family. Now, if that transition goes well and you build your business to a certain point, you get to where I am now of going from entrepreneur to executive. And so that's kind of where I am. I've gone from employee to entrepreneur. May of this year will make three years of being a full-time entrepreneur. So I've done that. And now I, I've built my business to a certain point, right? We've gone from nothing, starting from absolutely zero, no investors, no seed money, just pretty much using my job, honestly, as my investor and figuring out along the way, we went from nothing to building a six-figure business. And so that's great. I pat myself on the back. And I thank and I praise God for getting to this point. However, now it's time to continue to grow. Now it's time to take it up a notch in order for me to accomplish the assignment that God has for me. Now, to be clear, this journey is not for everybody. There are some people out there who are building these businesses where you're okay with it being a side hustle. You're okay with just the business being something that makes you money on the side. You're just using it to supplement your income and then possibly something that you could leave for your children. I get that. That's great. There are other people who um, are doing business or desire to do business full time and it's just them and maybe a couple of people involved with them. And so it's not something they have to totally be in executive mode for, but just something they have to make sure they're good stewards over and they're growing it well. That's fine too. But for me, what God has called me to do, um, for those of you guys that don't know, I own a media company. It's called Anchored Media. And through my media company, um, we are really taking on the battle or the task of dominating the sphere of media with the word of God. Now, don't think that when I say with the word of God, I mean that everything is about to be super churchy. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't know if you guys are familiar and I'll actually just put it in the show notes just so you can look at it a bit because it's really interesting. There are seven spheres of influence that impact the world. There is religion is one, family is another, media is one, government or politics is another, education is one, um, ec- uh, not about to say the word wrong, economy, uh, finance, business, all of those are one, and then arts and culture are another one. And so actually with these spheres, these spheres refer back to Deuteronomy 7, 1, which says, when the Lord your God shall bring you into the land where you go to possess it and has cast out many nations before you. And then he 
in in, in this scripture, there are seven nations that are um, named. And so these seven nations are, are related to these seven spheres of influence. And each one of these nations has a specific assignment, a specific demonic assignment for these spheres of influence. And so the ruler in this sphere of media is to destroy, right? Is to destroy with bad news. And so our job then with this media company and taking on this sphere of influence is to spread the good news. It's as simple as that. It's a simple mission, but it comes with a lot of moving parts, right? If you're not familiar, media is simply the plural form of the word medium, right? Mediums is not a word. If you want, if you're referring to more than one medium, then that's where the word media comes in at. And so for us, these dip, we're taking on each medium and we're using each medium, which makes up media. Um, and we're using that to spread the good news. It's a huge mission. And it's one that won't be accomplished on the side for me. It's one that won't be accomplished on, um, with just me and some consultants is something that we really have to strategically build a company for. And so God really unveiled this vision to me last year. If you guys have been listening to the show, you kind of know my journey in business altogether. And you and I've introduced you to the media company through our podcast retreats and things like that. And right now we have been starting with podcasting, but it's a very, very big vision and it's a big assignment with what we're going to be doing. And so with that, though, I have the task of stepping away from just being an entrepreneur and truly being an executive that leads a company to success, that leads a company to its mission, because the mission is bigger than me, is bigger than my, than what I want to make. It is we're taking on a huge part of the world through the platform of media and we're pushing good news. We're pushing the word of God out there. And it's not something that's always going to be churchy. Um, this is something that we're going to have so many shows about different things. I mean, so far, if you look at what we've done, we have my show, which is, a, which is primarily about business, but of course we talk about faith. We have Jessica's show, which is about the fashion business, but she's still a believer. Therefore, she's still pushing the good news. And as we unfold new things in this year and the years to come, you guys will be able to see the mission unfold. I'm not real big on talking too much about what we're going to do. I like to just get things done and tell you about it then. But I, I wanted to paint the picture of what's going on on this end so you understand what I was saying when it comes to going from entrepreneur to executive. The grind isn't going to get this mission accomplished. Now I'm going to have to be an executive. And even if we just look at like the basic definitions of entrepreneur versus executive. Entrepreneur is defined as an individual who creates a new business, bearing most of the risks and enjoying most of the rewards. An executive is a person or group appointed and given responsibility to manage the affairs of an organization. So for me, I'm always going to be an entrepreneur, right? Because I started this business, I created this business and I bear most of the risks uh, assigned or uh, that come along with starting a business. But now I have to manage the affairs that God has given me with this business. And so how we are getting to, and this is all going to make sense, just bear with me, how we're getting to becoming the Proverbs 31 woman is because as I've been in this mindset over the last few months of really trying to figure out like, what does it mean to be an executive? Like, how is that different? I don't really have a reference point 
for this because everybody that I'm familiar with up until this point is gone from that employee to entrepreneur phase or they're still in that grind but I don't really know anybody who's talking about going from an entrepreneur to an executive and if if I do come across someone that's doing that they're going to they're going from entrepreneur to executive in a sense of going to working for somebody else's company not necessarily making that mindset shift within their own organization and so this came and so as I'm in this mindset and I'm studying this God is just so strategic because even in my season or my weeks of resting before the new year, everything was just starting to fall into place with what I needed to be able to begin this at the top of the year. Sorry to interrupt the show, guys, but we got to pay these bills, okay? that This episode of Blessed and Bossed Up is brought to you by Skillshare. Make 2020 a year where you explore new skills, you deepen your existing passions, and you get lost in creativity with Skillshare's huge marketplace of online classes. What you find while you're on Skillshare might both surprise you and inspire you because they literally have a class for everything. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creativity journey forward without putting your actual life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. So you don't have to worry about being on the computer for hours. They're short. You have some that are short and straight to the point. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, you guys. On today's podcast, we're talking about the Proverbs 31 woman and becoming excellent and becoming an executive. And so Skillshare is so awesome because they have so many amazing productivity courses available. And they even have a class that I love called Project Management in Real Life. And so with this class, it actually teaches you how to create those strategic workflows that help you accomplish your goals. So in today's episode, we're talking a lot about leveling up. And so Skillshare has great classes, project management classes and productivity classes that allows you to do exactly that. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash blessed and get two free months of premium membership, y'all. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash blessed. That's Skillshare.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. So as I'm minding my business one day, I get this email um, and I'm on an email list. It's not even going to act like this is just for me, but um, I get this email. You guys are familiar with Courtney Sanders of the Courtney Sanders show. I'll link all her stuff in the show notes. I mentioned her before, but she sends out this email about this. Um, what is it called? This productivity system that she uses to manage her whole life, not just her business, but her personal life and her household and things like that. And what's interesting was I bought one of her classes around the Black Friday time because Courtney is somebody that I really admire as far as her level of excellence in execution. She executes things and at a, such a level 
that is very admirable to me. And even like listening to her podcast and just her thought process and the way that she does things is very logical. Um, and there's always like a greater method to it. And so I really like to learn from people like that because I think that a system once mastered is something that can be duplicated. And so I like to see the systems of the successful because it's easy to kind of take that and apply it to your particular business and duplicate that same success, right? And so um, she sent out this email with, she was talking about her life management system and she was doing a masterclass on it. So I said, perfect. This is right along with what I'm trying to do because even so being an executive goes far beyond leading my company to success, right? I'm still a wife and I have obligations in my household. And one of my frustrations that I see a lot with um, ambitious women and those of us who uh, do want to achieve high levels of success is that a lot of times it comes to, at the expense of our families. You know, I personally... My prayer for God was like, Lord, I, I want to be successful, but I do not want to be successful at the expense of my family. I will never be happy if I'm just successful and my household is a mess. And I'll never be happy if I was just an awesome wife, but I had I didn't have a successful business. Like both of those things are extremely important for me. And I personally um, grew up in an environment where my parents were chasing success. And so because they were chasing success, they weren't spending a lot of time being attentive to my needs and things like that. And I saw how that affected me and our relationship and things that I had to break through prayer and fasting and, and stuff over in therapy over the years. And so as I'm preparing for my family and starting my family, like I, there's some solid things that I just want to have in place. And so Tying this all together, being an executive for me is more than just leading a company to success, is leading my life to success, which includes being a wife and managing my household. So with Courtney, it was perfect that she was talking about this as one, not just this is how I'm successful in business, but this is how I manage my life and everything that comes along with it. She's a wife, um, she's a mother, and she's a successful business own owner, and she's been successful for quite some time now. So I'm looking, I'm, I signed up for the masterclass. I'm taking this class and I'm just sitting there smiling because all I could think about as she's going through it is this is, this is the Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm not trying to like put Courtney on like a huge pedestal or whatever. She's awesome. But I'm saying the system and the methods and the level of excellence is the Proverbs 31 woman. And for me personally, y'all know I didn't grow up in church. So for me personally, whenever I've heard about the Proverbs 31 woman or when I studied it, it just seemed like this, this woman who's so perfect that she's unob unobtainable in a sense, right? It's like, I can't even get to that. How, how is she even able to do all of this? Right. It's like, she's just dope and everything, but I don't think I can reach that. And so when I was looking at this masterclass, I was like, this is who she is. This is the, the modern Proverbs 31 woman. It's not about see in Proverbs, when they talked about the 30, Proverbs 31 woman, the virtuous woman is very poetic. Right. And I think because it is so poetic is what makes it seem unobtainable because it seems like it's all beauty and roses. But what the Proverbs 31 woman has is a system. And so looking at this masterclass, I was like, wow, this is an excellent system for us women to excel both in our home life as well as in our business. And this was something that really sparked something in me because it is so important for me 
to be able to have it all, to be able to be a high achieving entrepreneur or executive in my business, to have this high achieving company, but also to have a high achieving household where my children respect me and they love me and they know the Lord, where my husband trusts me and loves me and and our marriage is sacred. Like these are things that I all want, that I want at the same time. And according to scripture, I can have these things. It's just a matter of developing a system that allows me to be able to manage it all. And so when I was watching her class and it sparked this epiphany in me that this is what the Proverbs 31 woman is. She has a system that is able to, she had a system that allowed her to be excellent in all areas of her life. And so this was perfect (laughs) for what it is that God was leading me to do. And so I went back to Proverbs 31 and I, I went through because I wanted to pull out a couple of things that will be beneficial to all of us, no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, whether you're still trying to go from employee to entrepreneur, or if you're in the place where you're figuring out as an entrepreneur, it doesn't really matter what space you're at. I'm telling you about my transition, but I wanted to go back to this scripture because this scripture is relevant for all of us. And I wanted to pull out a few things that I believe will be extremely beneficial for us in this new year and just allowing us to all operate at higher levels. And even if if for you guys that's listening, if you are not married, if you're single, that's okay, right? The Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. You're a wife before he before your husband even finds you. So this is not something that you do after you get married. This is something that you do now. Okay. And if now, if you guys don't desire to be married, that's okay. Again, these things that we are pulling out are just things that we can all apply in this new year to operate at a higher level of excellence. That's what going from entrepreneur to executive is all about for me. It's about operating at a higher level of excellence, a higher level of organization, and, and a higher level of stewardship over what God has given me so that I can appropriately then take that to the next level. So let's dive into, it's about four, yes, four um, parts of this scripture that I'm going to pull out um, that we can start applying to our new year. This episode is brought to you by stamps.com. Let's face it, y'all. Most new year's resolutions are simply hard to keep. We say get more exercise, save more money, but I have a resolution that's easy to keep. Stop wasting time going to the post office and just use stamps.com instead. With stamps.com, you can do anything that you do at the post office right from your computer. Plus, stamps.com gives you something that you can't get at the post office, which is big discounts on postage. I love stamps.com because it's easy. The hassle of the post office honestly stresses me out and I love to save money because who doesn't, right? And it sounds like for me, the perfect situation. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7. That's for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's really that simple, you guys. With stamps.com, you get five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. 
Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder why over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. So give yourself a resolution that you can actually keep this year, right? Stop going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code BLESSED, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLESSED. That's stamps.com promo code BLESSED. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Let's get back to the show. So the first part comes from Proverbs 31, 15. And this one says she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her serving girls. Now, this was really important to me because it showed me one of the attributes that I needed to have as a leader of a team. I went from building my business with just me to getting my husband involved. And now we are going into this new year as a team of about seven or eight. So that is a huge jump for me just managing myself and then giving my husband things to do and giving him something to be in control over to now having to manage an entire team. So this just shows me the importance of really getting up early and planning ahead of time what people are going to need to do in order to make the the big picture happen. And so this spoke to me more so about leadership than anything else. And it got my wheels turning about how can I be a better leader? How can my routines and my habits contribute to me being a better leader? And honestly, this part of the scripture caused me to take an honest look at my organizational skills. Am I making the best use of my time every day? And I I really sat down the other day and I just made a list of my priorities, my daily priorities, because I wanted to create a new schedule for this year. There are a lot of changes and things going on in addition to this transition um, professionally. So I wanted to sit down and create a new schedule. And a part of me creating my new schedule was what are my priorities? And some things that I wrote down is my priorities is spending time with my husband. My husband, now you guys, caveat, asterisk right here. Your priorities are contingent upon you, your values, your household, your marriages, right? So what I do may be different from for you. So we're pulling these things out the scriptures and I'm telling you what I got from them and how I'm applying them to my life. But I do want you to make sure that you're not just trying to duplicate what I'm saying, but you're actually taking a second and evaluating what your household and your business and things needs and making decisions based off of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back to it. So I sat down and I wrote down my priorities. And one of them is spending quality time with my husband. My husband likes to spend time. He likes for us to just be up under each other, not doing anything. I like it too, but I can get caught up if I'm not careful with doing other things I like to do, right? I might be at my office a little later because I got caught up trying to figure something out. And now, oh crap, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> I probably should go home, right? Ain't no food at all, nothing, right? So for me, my hu- understanding that my husband likes quality 
time and needs quality time from me, that was one of my priorities that I wrote down. So that means that I can't be at my office too late. I need to get home at an appropriate time to be able to talk to him and say, hey, you know, how was your day? What's going on? Let's watch Blackish. That's one of our favorite little shows. Let's watch Shark Tank. Let's watch. We have a bunch of shows we watch together. Like let's watch these things or whatever. So that was on my priority list. Something else that was high on my priority list is making his meals. That's just something embedded in me. My grandma beat that into my head growing up. Like, you better feed your man. You better be cooking for your man. You don't let no man leave with an empty stomach. Like, my grandma from the South, y'all, and she old school. So if y'all got any type of uh, relatives like that, y'all know what I'm talking about. But um, I enjoy that. I enjoy making my husband's meals. And I like to cook in general. So making sure that I'm up and able to make him breakfast, because if I don't, he going to grab some donuts from the wherever and eat that. Or he going to stop at Wawa and get like this sandwich. And that's not good because then that's going to affect his health because he's not eating right. He's not eating right because he's just trying to grab something quick because he didn't eat at home. Right. So me just trying to make sure that he's fed and he's fed things well so that he can be healthy and live long is important to me. And so, again, I'm going back to how can I better organize my day? So I'm writing my priority down. Okay, my priority is to make sure my husband is fed. My priority is to make sure every day that I'm praying and I'm spending time with God. That's a huge priority. So I write that down. Another priority is making sure I'm doing stuff I like to do. So if that means doing absolutely nothing, then I'm writing that I'm I'm writing that down. But that's important to me, too, to just make sure that I'm doing things that I like and my life doesn't become about serving everybody else because doing work like this can be heavy. You know, we're especially doing a lot more live events. You are coming in contact with people now in person and people have heavy things. And sometimes we have heavy assignments. We got to pray right then and there. We got to do all of these things. It can be heavy. So it's important for me as well to make sure that I'm I'm prioritizing doing something for myself. So again, This scripture made me look at my organizational skills. And so with that, I wrote down my priorities and I crafted a schedule that met that and a schedule that allowed me to take care of the things that matter the most, as well as running my business the way that it needed, it needs to be run. So I would say the same thing for you, like take an honest look at your organizational skills, your schedule. Time is like a budget, right? We got 24 hours in a day. So now that you know, that's what you have now divide it up accordingly. So you're able to get things done. What can you take out of your schedule? That's going to allow you to have more time in your day, but really take this note from the Proverbs 31 woman and take a look an honest look at your day to day. I'm not talking about creating no grandiose goals. Like it's the top of the year. So we all create these big goals and things we want to accomplish. I'm talking about taking a look at the small things that matter, that add up to the big things like your schedule. So that was the first point that I pulled out. And that was from Proverbs 31, 15. Now, the next one is coming from Proverbs 31, 18. It says she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Another translation for the second part says that she isn't quick to call it quits on the day. Because And I had to look up different different translations for this because I was like, her lamp burns late into the light, to the night. Like, hold on, God, when is she going to sleep then? Because <laughs> if her lamp is burning late into the night and she waking up before dawn, sis ain't getting no rest. And I don't want no bags, Jesus. I need to get some rest. And so I'm looking like, well, let me look up other translations to see 
if I could find a different meaning for this, because surely God is not saying don't rest. He believes in rest. And so another translation says she isn't quick to call it quits on the day. And so what I interpreted that as if she isn't quick to just say, okay, forget this, I'm out. But instead she makes, she is thorough enough to make sure that things are finished before she calls it a day. Not that, oh, six o'clock hit. So let me pack up my stuff, whether things are finished or not, but she makes sure that things are done. And so going for me, I was going back to my schedule, like, okay, how can I make sure that I'm ending the day with things done? And a part of that small fix for that is, oh, well, let me do the most important things first so that I am able to be finished when um, my schedule says that I need to be finished and I'm able to get home and, and do my evening priorities. Let me do the things that are the most time consuming and that are the most important during the day. And then I'll save the smaller minuscule tasks for later in the day. So again, I'm looking at the scripture and I'm finding strategies to apply to my life so that I'm making sure that I'm moving at level uh, at an excellent level the way that she has. And so uh, something else I wanted to point out, the first part of scripture is, it says she makes sure her dealings are profitable. And another word for profitable is beneficial or useful. And another, or if you define dealings, if you look that word up, dealings is defined as business interactions or manner of conduct. So this gives me the question. And the question I want to ask you guys is how you're conducting yourself or you're conducting your business beneficial. And this can be the the measuring stick for the decisions that you make on a day to day, because a huge objection that a lot of us have when it comes to being this Proverbs 31 woman is I don't have time. That's the a, a huge excuse. And I'm gonna call it what it is. It's a huge excuse that a lot of us use as to why we aren't able to do things. And that's why I refer to time as a budget. It's not that you don't have enough time is that you're not spending accordingly. And so the important part of this, another important part of the scripture to me was her making sure that her dealings or her interactions or her manner of conduct was beneficial or profitable. This really brought me back to when I was in my job. So my last job before I left to become a full-time entrepreneur, I worked in marketing and um, business development for an accounting firm in DC. They were a government contractor. And so with this, I worked primarily with the executives. My boss was a director. I worked directly with like the partners and the various um, senior managers and directors and high level people across the firm. So in every division, I work with them because my job was marketing the whole company and my job was winning proposals for each of these departments. And so because of this role that I had, I sat in a lot of executive meetings and it's so amazing how God works because all things truly do work out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, according to Romans 8, 28. So as as God has given me this mandate, of this year going from entrepreneur to executive, I'm getting taken back to three years ago at this job where I'm in these meetings, not even realizing that these were skills that I was going to be, I was going to really need in my business. I'm just sitting there doing my job, wishing that I wasn't there whole time. I'm, I'm learning things that I'm now able to go back to in this stage of my life. So for a little caveat for any of you guys who are in your nine to fives, like do not look at it as such a burden. 
God knew that you were going to be there and God knows where you're going to be three, four, five years from now. So really take everything as an opportunity, as a learning opportunity um, and, and have a positive attitude about it because you really just don't know what he's doing. We all know. <laughs> we don't know. I'm in that thing like, uh, I can't wait to work for myself full time. And here I am. Uh, almost three years into working for myself full time, using the things that I learned and observed in these spaces. So again, one in these spaces though, what I really learned was how decisions are made at a high level. And it, it was so simple. Like whenever something came up for the company, when we were deciding what contracts we were going to go after, or when something came up, a decision that needed to be made with the company or opportunities came up that we had to decide if we were going to pursue, we had to take a step back and be like, okay, how does this how does this relate to the strategic vision? So the company had like a five-year strategic plan that pretty much was the governing document to every decision that was made within the company. So anything that came up, we always went back to in the meetings. What is the what does our strategic plan say? Does this make sense for that? And so that's something that I'm thinking about now. And that's something I'm sure that the Proverbs 31 woman used to decide if her dealings were profitable, right? If her interactions were beneficial or not, she went back to the vision and the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. In Proverbs, it even says that uh, without vision, the people perish. So something that you need to start to do this year is to make sure you have a clear vision as to what you're doing. It could be a five-year vision. It could be a one-year vision. It could be three, 20. It doesn't matter. But make sure that you have a vision and that you understand what you're working towards. The reason why I started the way that I did with explaining to you guys the mission and the vision of my company is because that's the measuring stick of the decisions that we're going to make. So when we have a company meeting and every the whole team is together and I'm talking to them and explaining to them who we are, what we do, making sure everybody's on the same page, everybody needs to know this vision. So if you come to me with an idea, the question I'm going to ask you is, how does that relate to our strategic vision? How does that relate to what God has assigned us to do with this company. And then that's going to decide what we do. So it's not about not having enough hours in a day, or it's not about this woman being hard to obtain. It's about making sure that you are using your time wisely and you're strategic about the things that you give your energy to. And remember with the strategic vision though, comes a strategic plan. So you have the vision, you have the big picture, but you also have a strategic plan. And so for us, um, we have a company meeting coming up and that's one of my biggest things that um, I want to get done for that meeting is to just show them what the vision or the strategic plan is over the next five years. Because yes, we have this huge vision. And I shared that with you guys, but there are some strategic steps that we need to take over the next five years that's going to allow us to work towards that, but also position us for the next level. So start to develop these things within your own businesses, guys, no matter what level you're at, you don't start having a vision when you get to six figures. You start today. You don't start having a vision or a plan when you quit your job. You start now. It doesn't matter where your now is. These are all things that can be done. So that was the second point. Proverbs 31, 18. 
All right, so quick recap, <laughs> since we're at the halfway point. The first scripture that I pulled from was Proverbs 31, 15. The second one was Proverbs 31, 18. I'm warning y'all now, 2020, you better have you something to write down, something to write with, your notes in your phone or whatever when you're listening to this show because God is taking us all higher. And this show is going to be very practical and we're going to be given a lot every single week um, because I just believe that where we're going, this is just like an amazing time for the body of Christ. And I know that whatever it is that he has us talk about every week, it's just going to be jam packed with value and not only value, but things that you actually apply. The Bible tells us don't be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So I want you guys to really be doers of the things that um, he speaks through this show. So number three, Proverbs 31, 22. Whew, child. So y'all, this one I struggle with. Not even going to hold you. This one says, she makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. So I pulled this one out because this was a little struggle for me (laughs) over the last few years, or let's say in my entrepreneur season. Uh, But before we get into that, so purple represents wealth, Royalty, luxury, power, ambition, dignity, wisdom, etc., etc., etc. So if you read the scripture, you see that the Proverbs 31 woman dressed in a way that represented her that represented herself and her husband, because I didn't even put this one down here, but the scripture also talks about um the level that her husband was at. Let me find it real quick so I can make sure I'm saying it correctly. Um, it's, oh, it says her husband is well known at the city gates. And this is actually right after in 23, it says her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with other civic leaders. So she represented her husband who was important well, as well as herself. So it says her clothing is fine linen and purple. And so the question that I got from this, that I asked myself, and then I'm asking you guys is, are you showing up every day as the executive that you are? Are you showing up in a way to where you are physically presenting yourself in a way that communicates wealth, royalty? Because we are a royal priesthood. We're a chosen generation. So I don't really care where you at. The Bible says that you're a royal. Therefore, that is what you are. So are you showing up as a woman who is fearfully and wonderfully made? Because that's what the Bible says you are. Are you showing up as a woman who is worth more than rubies? Like these are things that don't have anything to do with the situation that you're in right now. These are things that this is the identity that we are given um, because that's what the Bible says. So are you showing up that every day in a way that represents that? And so when I ask myself this question and the reason why I struggle with it is because this isn't something that I really, since getting into entrepreneurship, I haven't really cared. And, and you know, what's crazy is when I was growing up, I always would like play around with makeup. I always love to get dressed and get cute. Like that was me. I love shopping, all that stuff. But when I got into business, I kind of got into the mode of just sweatpants, leggings, some Uggs if it's cold outside, a hoodie. Um, I probably got my glasses on, not out of laziness, but because uh, I'm not staring at my computer all day with contacts and messing up my eyes even more. Your girl blind is bad as is. But, um, but more so just like not really caring. Of course, if I go out somewhere, I'm going to look nice. But what I'm talking about is like showing up every day in that way. That's not something that I did or really even wanted to do. I felt like it was, I don't know. I felt like it was a waste of time. If I'm being real, I just didn't really feel like doing that. 
just being honest, I just did not feel like doing that. But when I was reading this and I asked myself that question, am I showing up every day as the executive that God called me to be as the royalty that he says I am? My answer was no. And so I told myself like, okay, well, one of the things, changes that we're going to make is you're going to get up and get dressed every day. <laughs> when you go into your office, put on some clothes and act like you care. That's that's me talking to myself like somebody mama. Put on some clothes, girl, and act like you care. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that I'm going to get up and like beat my face to the gods every single day, spend an hour on my makeup and all of that. No, it's just as simple as, okay, let me make sure that I got a little something on my face, right? Let me make sure that I don't have on a hoodie and some sweatpants, that I have on a put a nice put together outfit. It I don't have to be doing too much and it doesn't have to be crazy expensive, but I'm showing up in a way that I'm presenting myself well. And even that I'm showing up in a way that represents the God that I say I believe in well. When it comes to my um, working out and being healthy and things like that, like am I looking sloppy out here in these streets? Like what's up? (laughs) I really asking myself these things. And then this is a real question um, that I suggest that you ask yourself, like, are you showing up in a way that represents your, who your God is well, and who he says that you are well. And if not, then make those slight adjustments. Like I said, for me, I don't like to spend too much time getting dressed. I'm the type of person where give me 30 minutes to an hour to get dressed. And if it's an hour, if it's closer to an hour, it's because I didn't had a whole concert or something. And I'm just like, having a good time while getting dressed. I'm not really like focusing on getting dressed, but I can be dressed to go anywhere in like 30 minutes. I don't like to wear too much makeup. I'm gonna give a good brow, some foundation. My clothes gonna be cute and that's it. It's as simple as that. So for me, that was kind of my compromise. I'm like, okay, I'm going to present myself. Well, thank God I'm pretty. <laughs> thank God <laughs> my mama and daddy did did me well and I'm, I'm pretty naturally, um, but I'm not going to compromise too much of who I am. Like I'm still going to present myself well and show up, but I'm not going to be like the one that's showing up in stilettos and red bottoms and a Chanel bag everywhere trying to present something that I'm not. I'm a laid back person and I like to think that I dress that way. You know what I mean? Like I like to be cute, but not doing too much. I don't like to be the center of attention. That makes me extremely uncomfortable. Um, so just really figuring out for me, just, okay, how can I still be true to Tatum, but still make sure that I'm showing up in a way that is um, an indicator of who God says that I am. So I really want you guys to think about that as well for this year. And then the last thing was Proverbs 31, 25 through 26. It says that she is clothed with dignity. And a lot of you guys know that she is clothed with strength and dignity and she lasts without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction with kindness. And I wanted to add this in there. Originally, I had three points from Proverbs, but I wanted to add this in here because there are a lot of you guys who are currently going through or um, have just come out of a season or about to enter into a season where it's the pruning season, where it just feels like nothing is going right. It's like you're obeying God, but things are getting worse. God is promising you a lot of things and you aren't really seeing the results of what it is that he promised you. And you may be feeling like, am I doing something wrong? Or God may be removing things from your life that made you comfortable. He may be giving you some instructions, some things that you have to say yes to that's extremely uncomfortable. You may be in a season of isolation 
where a lot of your friends and, and family and your former confidants aren't really wise counsel for where God is taking you. Like there, are, we all go through various seasons. We may call it the waiting season. We may call it the wilderness season. Whatever it is, it's a process of pruning that's taking you to a place to be at this scripture, to be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future. That when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. I believe that this scripture is a direct result of that pruning process, a direct result of God really doing a work in us. Because if I'm being honest with y'all, the years that, that I spent, 2018 was my year of pruning. And in 2019, I started to see a lot of the tears I cried manifest into things. And I saw God keep a lot of his promises. But 2018 was really tough for me because it was it was that pruning season. But looking at this scripture and feeling that I embody these things now, laughing without fear of the future, that came from that season. Or, or uh, my words are wise. Wisdom comes from experience. It comes from going through things, you know, so and even giving instructions with kindness. I was not always nice. I've always been a blunt person and I'm nice blunt now. Like I'm still going to be real with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to still be real with you, but I'm going to do it in a way that's seasoned with grace <laughs> because the scripture talks about that. And I believe that you are more effective. You can be straightforward without being rude. Um, and without being mean to people. And so um, with that, though, I didn't always used to be like that. I used to be blunt, mean, like rude. I don't care about your feelings. I'm going to say what I got to say because I'm keeping it real. And that was an attitude that was rooted in brokenness. But God had to really fix that brokenness. And so now I'm able to give instructions with kindness because I'm kind. And being kind is easy because I'm whole. And because I don't need to put other people down, I don't like to see other people be put down. But that came from God molding me from the pruning season, from therapy, from prayer, from fasting, from sitting and dealing with, with things and traumas that I didn't want to deal with, uh, addressing things that I would rather keep buried. That came from that season. And so I really wanted to make sure I included this because even if you don't feel like you're in the season where you're doing the other three things I mentioned, you're still working to becoming that executive, that Proverbs 31 woman that God called you to be even in that dark season, because it's going to produce this It's going to produce Proverbs 31, 25 through 26. So I, I wanted to use that to encourage anybody to not grow weary in doing the right thing to never uh, stop fighting a good fight of faith and to just continue to give God your yes, because the end of it is this. And so that's it for today's episode, you guys. I want to, of course, again, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I love you guys. Follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia. Share the show, rate the show, uh, post it on Instagram, tag me in it. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. And I'll talk to you guys next week. <music>